You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Visit bpn.fm to discover more. Welcome to Why I'll Never Make It, a lighthearted podcast that takes a revealing look at a career in the entertainment industry, featuring stories and conversations with those on stage and backstage, on screen and behind the scenes. To keep up with all the guests and episodes, go to the website, winmepodcast.com. There you will find ways to follow and connect via Twitter and Instagram, as well as ways to support and donate to this podcast. I'm your host, Patrick Oliver-Jones, and this is Why I'll Never Make It. Well, hello and welcome to another edition of Why I'll Never Make It. So I hope that your your week is off to a good start. Mine, this past weekend, was a little rough, and I'll, I'll just jump right into Why I'll Never Make It. My neighbors. Now... Last night, it's it started around 10 p.m. and they're just be bopping, boo bopping with their music. It's like okay, great. And then 11 kept going, and then by midnight, the sound had increased. The party had gotten bigger. They and now these people are my neighbors directly across the alley from me, so I can see into their window, which was open music blaring, and the hookah pipes were out, and they were just having a grand old time, and playing this music that was coming right into my window, of course. And, I mean, you know, what what can you do? I guess I could have, like, got out my, you know, BB gun and shot through their window, but I, I opted not to do that because I'm the bigger person. So I chose instead to put in my earplugs, then put in headphones to listen to something else, and I could still hear them. So what I had to do, what I had to do is just come out to the couch and I eventually fell asleep, you know, after taking two sleeping pills because I wasn't going to get to sleep on my own. So anyway, so that was my weekend. I hope yours was better. Um, so, but speaking of better, uh, today's guest is a good friend of mine, Clayton Howe, and I, I hope he got sleep because I, I guess we'll find out in, in a minute or two when he starts speaking. But he and I know each other from Disney Cruise Line. I was a uh, a guest artist that was on the ship, and he was a fellow performer. And I think we did, yeah, we did three shows together on on board. Jafar was the one that I was actually cast as uh, in the Aladdin show, and then we did two other, uh, basically Disney review shows. It was basically an excuse for them to play different songs from all of their movies. And so we did these three shows. I was on board about three months, and his contract was six months. So I was there for the first part of that contract. And so he and I got to know each other, had a great time. And he is, uh, he is one of, the, one of the, my favorite people from that contract. So I'm so glad to have him on board and talk about uh, his experiences not only on cruise ships, which he really loves, by the way, if you could see my sarcastic face, and also his experience here in New York and being an actor-singer and the hustle that goes into The Big Apple. So without further ado, let's welcome to the show my good friend Clayton Howe. Hello, hello. Hello there. So glad to have you here. Yeah, I'm so glad to be here. I, I, I know you trekked it all the way up to Washington Heights today. I did, and I came up here for the podcast, but I also came up here for the view of that bridge. It's I know, really yeah, nice. yeah, yeah. The George Washington Bridge is literally 
a block and a half from from my building, and you can you can kind of see it as you walk into the building. Oh yeah, you you can see it through the uh, through the buildings there. But uh, but yeah, but thank you for making the trek up here. I'm excited to be here. This is going to be fun. <laughs> I was thinking as I was coming up here, I was thinking about all the jokes we'd make on the boat together, and I was like, this is just going to be this is going to be silly. <laughs> oh, oh yeah 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 yeah. This should be a good time. So what does making it mean to you? Well, I, you know, it depends on what, for myself, they're my goals and I have different goals. I have a bunch of goals, but the main goal that I've been realizing over the last two years is to add value to other people's lives, help them out. And we, that's how we started this whole conversation about podcasts and everything and performing to me. I, you know, I get it. I get that rush in there and the creation of other projects I'm working on, but it's the idea of actually just helping other people. Cause I do believe if you help enough other people get what they want, they'll help you get what you want. And if you help enough other people, it's a karma thing. It's just, it's good to be good. It's that whole pay it forward yeah. mentality. Yeah. yeah. And so that has been my kind of driving focus between all of the projects I'm working on. And as a result, working on, I said that with a question mark. And as a result, <laughs> it's been, they've been celebrated, you know, and we were, and again, with the podcast, it's so much, that I'm I'm going to stay with that and keep working on that because I'm being celebrated in that. And there's people who are saying yes to being a part of it. And in turn, I'm making friends with more people and people are your best resource. So mm-hmm. I'm, can, the people that I connect with on different shows, I end up working with in theatrical endeavors, et cetera, et cetera. So, and so it that answers the question. Well, well, it sounds like you're basically trying to cast a very wide net yeah. and see and see kind of what gets caught up in that and what what it what that brings to you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, cause then, you know, making it right. Going back to the question, I originally had these thoughts of like, Ooh, theater, Ooh, Broadway. And I was like, well, yeah, still, it's definitely still want to do that. Uh, but then I started to realize, Oh, well, I want to be on the radio. I want to do television. I want to be a part of films. I want to be, um, a few other things that are not what I originally intended. Right. And it seems to be coming along quite nicely because of this, you know, helping other people get what they want. I get what I want. And so for you, you found that once your focus, I guess, rather than inward, became outward, yes. then you were able to maybe see other avenues of not only finding work and getting paid, Correct. but also just being more helpful, beneficial, and satisfying deeper needs within you besides just getting work. Yeah. Oh, my God, yeah. Well, and we talked about this beforehand. So I have a little podcast thing that I host as well. Mm-hmm. And it came from this own like itch that I needed to scratch. And it was for original selfish reasons that I wanted to not even I wouldn't even use that word that I wanted to contact people who are where I want to be and to find out how they got there as to maybe cut some of the steps off for myself, you know, pitfalls, et cetera, et cetera. Well, I wasn't getting a lot of responses because let me buy you a coffee is not good for a busy person. And once I started to have like a podcast situation, then I was like, oh, this information can now be shared with all the other people that feel and think the same way I do in this very niche kind of backside of entertainment market that we have. So, yeah, it's good. But that's the whole idea. I realized that once I got rid of the selfish motive, my definition of making it with my air quotes and what my definition is of like actually being there, like at the end of my goals, uh, so much more, it's just so much more uh, possible. Hmm. 
Yeah, the, because yeah, which, which is really what it's, it's all not, about. It's not coming from thirst. It's coming from like my cup runneth over. I have so much to give, not I, I need, I need, I want, I want, I need. Yeah, the, yeah. I think that's such a great way to look at it because when you're constantly trying to stuff that cup, mm. as you said, full of things and, and trying to like get more, and it's like, well, how do I, how do I, what can I do? Then whenever it's more like offering that cup and allowing other people to, to fill it with their experience, with their knowledge, with their, hey, let's work on a project together, or whatever it is, then th- that it's a much better place to, to come from, rather than one of desperation and need. Yes, and the two things that have really assisted with that are listen, capital L-I-S-T-E-N, listen, <laughs> more than I speak, because you find out more about other people, and the more that people tell you about themselves, the more they want to be with you, just be a part of you. Everyone wants to be seen. Everyone wants to be seen. And if you realize that as you go through these endeavors of whatever it is you're working on, it can help so much to just listen. And the second part is to figure out how I add value to their life. Now I like, you know, compare me to like some award-winning producer. There's not, (laughs) what can I really give them? Well, there are, believe it or not, a few things I can, even if it's just letting them be seen. And right. actually listening. Offering them an avenue like a podcast. And yeah. that's and, and it gets back to the listening that you were saying. That's something that I really had to learn myself. Hosting this podcast, yes, I certainly have my own thoughts, my own ideas, and things that I want to put out there. But bringing guests on has really forced me to kind of shut up yeah. and let them answer a question. Let them give their advice, their experience, their knowledge on something that... I don't really know a lot about. I got my ideas about, but they have the practical experience of it. And so listening to that, and because I think as much for you, the podcast, yes, is something that I'm getting a lot out of, but I also am happy and more than willing to share it with everyone else, which is why I'm doing this. Mm -hmm. You know, it's funny, quick little story. Before I started my own podcast ventures, I had read a, I had read a story about Casey Neistat. I don't know if you've heard of this guy. I haven't. He's like a, he's a influencer. You could speak. He's uh, say he has a media company. He's on Instagram, a lot of followers, a couple million, et cetera, et cetera. But the reason he shot up to this like astronomical numbers is because he was riding his bike around New York city and he was getting ticketed for not riding in the bike lane. And he wasn't riding in the bike lane because there are obstructions in the bike lane. So he took his camera and otherwise, yeah, he took his camera, he went around the city and videotaped himself staying in the bike lane. And he would fly into the back of, uh, furniture vehicles into construction cones. And at the very end of the vehicle, he rides his bike straight into a cop car that's parked in the bike lane. And this was all to combat his, you know, $50 ticket that he had to pay. Oh my gosh. Uh, or whatever it was that, and it's on YouTube. Check it out. It's like bike lane ticket, Casey, uh, something. It's a very funny video, but that was like scratching his own itch. So now I'm like scratching my own itch with all of these other projects that aren't, you know, necessarily go to the holding room, wait to be seen, go book a job, da, 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 da. And as a result, that's coming as well because there's so much more synergy and other things that are happening in the entertainment, so. No, and and that's exactly something that I've discovered this year as well in branching out into other avenues, be it directing, producing, trying to create my own opportunities and places and chances to work. Mm -hmm. And because, yeah, like you said, we can audition all we want to, but that's, 
yes, we have to show up, we have to prepare, we have to have the talent, 100%. but that's still dependent upon other people granting us that opportunity to perform. And so it's so much better when we can create those opportunities ourselves, even though that is a lot more work. And there's no no doubt about that. Oh, definitely. But at the same time, I feel like that's going to be much more rewarding because you you saw it from start to finish and saw it to completion and were able to create this cabaret, this reading, this play, whatever it is that you're working on yourself, mm-hmm. which is quite a feat. I don't know if this happens to you when you're in the city and people ask you what you do and you say, I'm an actor or something. They're like, oh, okay, great, great, great. And then you're like, and I host a podcast. And you're like, oh, what's it about? All of a sudden, they have more interest in this little thing you started as a side hobby than your main source of income. <laughs> it, it is interesting. And, and what's so interesting is that I, and, and this is a problem that I've had for for, for years. I, I never am good at promoting myself. I always kind of downplay whatever I'm doing. I, I always ask other people, you know, what they're doing and, and try to, but then once the question turns to me, oh, yeah, I, d- I do some acting. And, and then I try to move on. And they'll say, oh, what kind? Musical theater. So right. I always have to have people like pull it out of me. I'm not that person. So when it comes to this podcast, I was the same way. Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm, I'm an actor. I mean, I, wh- what were you doing today? Well, I, I, I was recording. Some, oh, what were you recording? I was recording a podcast. You know, they have to like pull it out of me. And then, then exactly, they get that question. Oh, oh, what's it called? What's yeah. the name of yeah, it? What's yeah. it about? And as soon as I give the title, it's so funny. It's so funny. Every time, it's either they laugh or they go, oh, why is it so negative? <laughs> it's, 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 it's one of those two answers. I've never had any other answer other than laughing or consternation as to the yeah. name of it. Yeah. It took me two times before I realized that I should just tell people what it is. Like, I made a one-liner for it. You know, <laughs> right, and right. Like, you know, what is it? <laughs> Done. You know, instead of trying to like beat around the bush with it, because it's because it's that whole like I don't like to network, I don't like to talk about myself, I don't like to. It feels ingenuine, et cetera, et cetera. And it's right. not. It's not. If you're doing something you care about, then you want to share that. Like right. you, people have no problem sharing their dog that they care about on Instagram. <laughs> share your damn podcast. <laughs> no, I mean, and people consider it like very well, true. I don't, you know, I need followers. Da, da, da. It's like it's not about that. You work towards your core group of people that can actually benefit from what you're doing. And it'll grow. Yeah. I, th- I love that we're kind of like getting into the nitty gritty of, of podcasting because... Why not? Yeah. Well, I mean, it's it's something that, you know, for you listening, I, I normally just kind of talk about the business and bring on a guest, but it's interesting to kind of get a backstage look at, at what goes on, you know, here and, and I'm looking at GarageBand right now and recording and setting up the mics and then bringing people on and, and, yeah. it's, and then the editing, you know, post-production is always its own... All of it. Uh, right, its own hassle. But uh, but yeah, but putting this together is really about, yes, I want it to be listened to, I want it to be enjoyed, but at the same time, I want to, getting back to something you were saying, I want it to be an offering out there that betters someone who's listening to it. Mm-hmm. And if I can do that, because I know if, if I'm learning something from that particular episode, then I'm sure there's got to be someone else, some other people like it as well. I was in a um, meeting when I worked for DCL, and which there is was Disney a- Cruise Line. <laughs> that's a, that's the acronym us insiders use. <laughs> there was a very interesting point brought up that on average, when one person gives a verbal feedback, at least ten people are thinking it. Oh, and absolutely! So when you get ten written feedbacks about one certain thing, 
about a hundred people thought yeah, it. You Only know. ten people spoke it. And I've started to realize that that applies to everything. So even if I only hear once a month from someone in particular reaches out and said, I love that episode, I know right away 10 other people loved it. Exactly. They're just not telling me. <laughs> no, and the same thing with what this is, because you probably get you get feedback from friends, et cetera, et cetera, and you're not going to hear from everyone who listens. I sure as hell don't. No, I don't. And, yeah. But you know that you're helping someone because you know one person says it. 10 people are thinking it. Yeah, it's the same whether we're in the audition room or whether we're doing a podcast like this or whatever. Mm. We we need the feedback. We we need someone yes. like uh, either affirming or denying or in some way critiquing what it is that we're doing because yes, while the critiques are always hard to hear, we have to know if what we're doing is working. If this song choice that we have, you know, I use this like I was with a, a coach just a couple of days ago. And we were going through my book and trying to figure out what songs are working, what aren't, you know, get some out, put some new ones in. And he was asking me, <laughs> it was very funny, you know, the, uh, the the Asian woman, the joy of organizing, I can't remember her name. Marie Kondo. Th th there you go. I watched the first episode last night. Yeah, yeah. And so he was, a basic, he was basically applying that joy of living yeah. to your audition book. Are these songs bringing you joy? Ah. Do, are they songs that you enjoy singing? Yeah. And, and I was like... Well, you know, we started going <laughs> the through. The pitch goes higher. <laughs> right, well, maybe. Uh, so we were going through this one song that I've used in a lot of auditions, you know, for very specific roles. And, and I was like, but I don't really get called back. And he's like, well, maybe that says something about the song. So it, it's all these things that once we think about, once we start understanding the, the feedback that we get, then we can adjust ourselves. And it's the same no matter what we do. It's so true. Do you ha do you find that you end up using like the same two or three audition songs repeatedly? Oh yeah, I have like a core of like maybe five songs that I I have my contemporary musical song, I have my traditional song, I have my upbeat, my ballad. Yeah, yeah. they they tend to be the same ones, and then only if it's like specific, they they need like a character. Sondheim, <laughs> right, right. If they need a Sondheim piece, I have my one. Yes. I have my one Sondheim song. I was just curious because I have the same thing. And I was like, I don't know that that's necessarily talked about. You know, you have those songs that guarantee, you know, there's like that one or two songs that are like, you, you, you're good. Yeah. You're like, you got out of everything in the book. Those are the two that it's like, oh, oh, I see what you can do. And, and those tend to be the songs that you can roll out of bed and do, which, which is so, it's what's so weird, I think, about performing itself is that. I have this this one song that's that's rather rangy. It kind of goes down below the staff, and then it goes to a G, and it's it's very rangy and high. And but I have other songs that go to maybe an E or an F, and I struggle with them. It's very strange mm. sometimes how the voice can like sit into the pocket of one song, but then another song Which that may not be as high. Yeah. It, and it's like I struggle with it. So maybe getting back to that joy of singing. I really enjoy that song that I can roll out of bed and do. Yeah. And so that's why I keep going to it. It's like, well, if they want to hear what I can do, this is what I can do. But other songs that are a bit more work, it's probably because I'm not enjoying them, which is huh. generally the case if I think about it. You know, yeah. like this particular song, okay, it's a pretty song, it's, it's a classical song, or it shows off this part of my voice, but I have no connection to it. Whereas another song, and so... All this to say, whether it's a monologue, whether it's a song, we have to find things that we can connect with, which is the whole point of us being on stage, is connecting with the role, connecting with the part. Mm. Agreed. Thank you for, for that affirmation. You're welcome. <laughs> no, I agree with you. I do. That's true. 
So Clayton, why is it that you will never make it? What is it that's holding you back? Well, it's time to get really personal, really deep. This it's it's now therapy time. Now, and I I hate to contradict your your question right off the bat, but I never have the belief that I won't make it ever. Nice, because I believe that whatever you believe will come true. So okay. I'll say that again. Whatever you believe will come true. If you believe that you're going to be the best friend who never books those jobs and always going to support the friends who book it, you will. Why? Because you've given yourself the power to believe that. I don't think any of these exterior things that happen in the world are keeping anyone from getting what they want except themselves. There's no, you don't have a dream for any other reason than to achieve it. I, I thoroughly believe this shit. Very true. And, and I say this because, I don't know if you remember, remember the Titans. Great movie. Wonderful. The music arranger in that film is excellent. A++ Disney film. <laughs> the kid's laying in bed, spoiler alert, paralyzed. And he says to his friend or mother next to the hospital bed, do you know what they have for people who are paralyzed? You know, you know what they have for them? And they say, what? And he's like, the Olympics. Because even if you don't have your legs, you can still go to the Olympics. So you have all these people, and I'm going to make it specific to theater. We're downtown. You're in line. 200,000 people. That's an exaggeration. 200 people. Yeah. Auditioning, waiting up at 6 a.m., trying to get seen. Am I going to get seen? I get seen. I don't get called back, et cetera, et cetera. It's a good luck with your production. I'm going to move on to the next one because I know that I have this dream only, solely to fulfill it. And I, the second I have a thought in my mind of like, oh, this isn't going to happen, et cetera, is not, maybe I'm not meant to, then it's true. And it's all on me. I have full responsibility over that. So for instance, recently, I have been stalling on some projects because there's a fear in my brain that if I complete it, I won't have anything else to do. So I stall the good idea I have so I don't have to work on another one. Oh, interesting. And that makes sense to me. That's just the way I operate. But co overcoming that and realizing, no, 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 you have this good idea. Good ideas are plentiful. They are, and jobs are plentiful. It's all plentiful. And it's the way you approach it of these ideas are, I'm having good ideas. They're plentiful. More ideas are going to come. Let me finish these ideas so I can make room for more good ideas. And that's one of the specific things that I've been dealing with, you know, and same with like going to the gym. I lived at 190th and I'd walk down to 177th at 5:30 AM to work at a planet fitness. I did this like clockwork for three months out of like live, live or die, you know, things. And now I have a gym in my building. You know how often I go a week? Twice, <laughs> maybe right. three times. And it's yeah. down a damn elevator. Right. And it's in the same to take a building. staircase. Why? Why am I not going as much as I did when I had to walk a three quarters of a mile in the cold at 530 in the morning? There is something you know to be I mean? said for, for obstacles in our way, and, and we want to overcome them, yeah. and, and so we push beyond that. Whereas when it's easier, it's, when something is easier to do, yeah. it, it's also much easier not to do it. Yeah. Yes. Where, whereas when you have to overcome something, it's harder to say no to it because, well, if, if I don't do it, I don't know when I'm going. So I have to go. I have to do this. So it's this... It's a fear, but then, and then, so, so that's something that I'm figuring out the answer to as I speak to you. You know, I don't know the answer to that. And I'm figuring that out right now because in any written down sense, it'd be like, are you an idiot? You don't even have to put your winter coat on. <laughs> you know what I mean? But it's, a, yeah. it's a sense of, of, uh, comfort. You know, when we get too comfortable, we plateau. 
And people, and that's fine because some people want to plateau here. Some people want to plateau here. Some people want to plateau here. It's fine wherever you want to plateau, but realize that is your decision on where you, it's not any exterior things that are happening. I mean, there are a lot that, and again, we can break this down to like social class, where you live, the neighborhood you grow up on or in, you know, what emotional support or not lack of support you have from your family members. Those are all factors that are very serious and you have to take those into consideration as you pursue your dreams of making it. But at the same time, giving yourself more responsibility on your own dreams can really open up all of these little ex- exterior things that we may think are holding us back, but really aren't. They're just excuses. Well, see, it's very interesting that you bring that up. Because I I'm going to piss off some of your listeners by saying any of that. <laughs> no, no. I mean, because the thing is, is like, the point of my title is, is not to be negative. I hope that, you know, as I continue with this podcast and as more people listen to it, I hope that they're getting the sense that that's what I'm saying. Mm. That while I'll never make it, I think it's important, as I was saying, getting the feedback, getting critiques, so you can overcome them, so you can move on to that next level, so you can make it. Because, yes, there are many reasons why you just listed off a couple of external ones, why we can't make it, of of, of what's holding us back. But the point is to recognize those and then be like, okay, then how do I overcome them? I I think I can say this with 100% certainty. None of us have all the money we want. None of us have all the jobs we want. None of us are in the exact place where we're like, okay, I can coast now. I'm done. I don't think any of us are there. And so what is it that's keeping us from that point, from that next level? And I think that's what's so important because I know, I know for me, like just yesterday, I did one audition, which went really well, and then I was racing over to get to this other audition, and it's like they were about to close. The line. I was like, can I get in? And I said, yes. So I got in. I got my, my resume, got my book together, went in, and then I went up on, on the, the lyrics to the song. I mean, I kept singing, and I pushed yeah. through it, but I realized that I wasn't fully there because I was, I was so busy with the process of auditioning rather than focusing on, okay, well, now I, now I get to audition. Now what? Right. And so... It's, it's moments like that that reminded me of, of being on track and keeping focused on what's really important, which is those 90 seconds in the room, that's what's most important. Yes, I need to get there. Yes, I need to have my book ready. It's cold outside, so I need to bundle up, whatever the case is. But once I'm in the room, okay, focus. Yeah. And I wasn't. I wasn't focused yesterday. Yeah, that's tricky. I mean, because you have so many external forces just to get to that line. Mm-hmm. And once you're in that line, you're, you know, you can't help but some kind of, they trickle, <laughs> they follow along, they hang on as you walk in the room sometimes. But I, and the people who sh- can shut that off before they enter the room, I feel like are the the pros. Yeah. You know what I mean? And we all do it. We have to varying degrees of that. You know, sometimes I can shut it off. Sometimes I can't, you know? Exactly. Same for you. I mean, it's evident because you work, so you're doing something right. But but yeah, I agree with you. So we had mentioned that our connection is Disney Cruise Line. Yes, it is. And and for a lot of people, and because I worked with Royal Caribbean Cruise Line and then that contract with Disney, and I know a lot of people... And it is a good life. You're basically on a vacation. You have to work on the ship, obviously. But but the, you get to see places that I know for myself, I will probably never go back to again. It was it was that the ship docked there, and I got to see this 
country, whether it's Finland, Scandinavia area, whether it's... You're not going to Tortola again? (laughs) Right? Whether it's all these Caribbean (laughs) islands that I've never heard of. And so there's all these places that I will probably never go to again. So cruise lines are a great way to see the world. Yeah. And a lot of people will get in that world and they will just ride contract after contract after contract and, you know, make a living doing that. But for you, you decided to get off that... The boat, so to speak. Right, you got off the boat. And so what was it for you that said, okay, I'm now done with that. I now need to pursue other goals. So I've noticed that in life, my life speaks to me, as spiritual as that sounds. But this happens to all of us. You get into a relationship with someone, they say something weird right at the beginning of it, and you're like, that's not right. But you let it go and you keep dating them. And then like a month later, it kind of gets a little more ferocious. And you're like, this isn't right. But you like, well, I love them. I'm going to keep staying with them. And then all of a sudden, like the brick wall falls down and you're like, oh, I need to get out of this relationship. I had no idea. Oh, my God. But then if you like think back, you can really realize that maybe there were some signs that it was there all along. So I've gotten really in tune with this. I just I it's almost like everything that happens. I'm like, well, what does it mean? Sometimes it means nothing. Sometimes it means everything. And finding out the varying degrees of what does it mean, quote unquote, helps me determine where I go in my life, you know, Hmm. paths I take. So I did two of these contracts, knew full well that I shouldn't have done a second one. I knew that I was operating out of fear. I wasn't ready to live in the city and have my own, you know, financial situation, whatever would be here. Not as good as the boat. Right, exactly. And I was like, and they got me like before I even left Orlando with an offer. And I was like, okay, I'm going back. And I went back and it was... You know, and I'm incredibly grateful, but while I'm there, I know that for other people, this is it. This is what they want. There are some people who live to work for specific companies, whatever they are, not just Disney. And that was like, I was like, I'm taking away an opportunity from someone who would truly be grateful the way I was grateful when I got that first phone call over a year ago for my first contract. So I was like, well, that's not right. That's just not right for myself. I can't be sitting here and making everyone, you know, making anyone miserable. And I wasn't miserable. Like I wasn't anything like that, but I knew, but it was just enough in the back of my brain that I knew if I came back for a third one, it wouldn't be so great for me and in turn for anyone else. So I, I got back and I was like, you know, I got another offer for another one. And I was like, no, I can't because that, to me, that's not going to help with my master plan of how can I add value to the world. I did when I was on the boat, but I just had a feeling that there were other things I should be doing to add value to other people on this planet. And it would take place in New York City. So it was it was very easy to say no. But then I have those hindsight, you know, thoughts where you start like adding up all the paychecks you would have gotten. Right. It's like maybe I should have said yes to that. Maybe I should have. Yeah, but and you know what? And I keep saying this to myself every day, it doesn't feel like it's time for me to go back. But when it does, I will. If it does, who knows? You know, and the same thing applies to like all these damn auditions downtown. I'm EMC. I go to as many as I can. They don't even, they haven't even really been seeing EMC. I mean, you know, we talked about it. Some of the theaters are getting some of them in at the ECCs, but generally there's just a lot of equity people there, et cetera, et cetera. And I'm like, okay, it's just not meant to be. I'm not going to fret over this. I'm going to do other things. And in turn, you know, having my podcast and having these other things I'm working on where I'm like, I'm just going to go where I'm celebrated. And it's easy. What a great way to think about it. I'm going to go where I'm celebrated. And I like that. Like not, I'm not being celebrated as much as I thought I should be right now down on 8th Avenue. So let me go be celebrated elsewhere. And that'll turn around. I mean, it always does. You know, the numbers fluctuate. People don't go because it's raining, et cetera, et cetera. You know, you find your way into a room and you get to audition. But just kind of keeping in tune with 
my life is speaking to me. What's it saying is helping me decide what path, what paths I should take, what I should do. I think it's so important that you bring that up because a lot of this business is, it's about the hustle. It's about the grind. It's about what's next. It's about what's the next audition I can go to. What's this next opportunity. And we're constantly like looking out there rather than sometimes looking inside. What is our heart telling us? What, you know, what is our, our body telling us? Like I can do this. I want to do this. It's interesting that you brought that up because it reminded me of an audition one time. This was actually an appointment that my agent got for me, and it was for Peter and the Starcatcher. And that is a show that I saw on Broadway, absolutely loved it. And the role of Black Stash, if, you, if you've not seen it, Peter and the Starcatcher is basically Peter Pan, and Black Stash is kind of the hook character. And his he's so over the top, he's so arrogant, he's so like kind of bumbling that he's he's funny, but also so... I don't know, just watching him, I was so happy every time he was on stage and he was, because the way he interacted with, with, uh, with everyone on stage, it was great. And so for me, that was like, okay, bucket list role, Black Stash and Peter and the Starcatcher. Yeah. So for years, I was, I was auditioning for the show and then this appointment came and it said, okay, Peter and the Starcatcher for Lord Astor. Now, Lord Astor is the kind of the captain of the ship uh, you know, the good guy, basically. And it's a fine role, nothing wrong with that role. But I knew for myself that if I went in there and say I booked it, that the whole time during rehearsal and during performance, I was going to be watching the guy doing Black Stash and be jealous and be not miserable, but I, I knew I, w- I would feel disappointed that that's not what I was doing. And for me, that was not a position I wanted to be in. Mm. So I turned down an audition. I basically said, please, uh, please consider me for Black Stash. And casting said, well, I mean, you can do it, but we're really looking at you for Lord Astor. And I, because of that, I turned it down. Now, is that my own pride or is that me listening to myself saying, don't be miserable and don't be in a show where you're going to be doing less than what you want to be doing? Yeah. I think it's a mix of both. Probably. You know, because you need to have pride. Yeah, you need to, and it's such a it is such a taboo word. There are so many people like I refuse to feel pride because that is, is that a deadly sin? I don't know if it's deadly sin or whatever. You know, it's yes, bad. yes. It, I would say pride is one lust. of the deadly it's sins. Pride, whatever yes. it is, but those things are only deadly if you kill someone with it. If you're not <laughs> killing someone with your pride, like keep on being prideful. You know. Well, I mean, this whole business is based upon our own confidence and. It, ego to a certain extent. I, I think I think it can reach yeah. a line to where then no one wants to work with you. But to a certain extent, we have to be like, this is what I bring. This is what I do. And I know I do it well. Yeah. Bam. And I think that confidence is when you see it on stage, when you see someone who owns a role, it's not because they t- timidly went in there and said, well, I, I don't want to step on anyone's is toes. I, I, I'm, I'm just, is it okay if I sing that? Okay, I'm going to sing that. It's not because they did that. It's because they went, damn it, I'm this role. Look at what I can do and yeah. get off the stage. And people are like, uh, We're, more, more, more. That's <laughs> yeah. true. Yeah. I was taking a class with Andrea Burns at mm. Circle in the Square, and she entered the room for our class two separate ways. One was apologetic, 
where, you know, the door opens slowly and the head peeks through the crack <laughs> and it's a, you know, hi, hi, I can, okay. And goes over to the piano, drops the book, you know, picks it up, starts snapping in the accompanist's face, the tempo and everything. Not meant to be mean, but that's rude. <laughs> and then she goes in again. She enters the room like she's entering a second grade classroom where she's like, hi, I'm so happy to be here. How can I help? What can I add to the fun that's already and the excitement, the creativity that's already going on in this room? And I tell you, I stole that and I do it every time I enter the room and it works. It works because it's so much about, you know, people going, hi, how are you today? Good. How are you today? Okay. Thank you. Bye. And it's like, no, like make a damn joke. You know, if I was auditioning today, I'd be like, you guys hear Punxsutawney Phil didn't see a shadow. It's going to be warm soon. You know what I mean? Like comment on the stuff that's happening in the world yeah. or like the, what is it? I went in, it was raining the other day and I went into a room and I, and I was like, Oh, how are you guys doing on this beautiful sunny day? Yeah, it's funny. It's stupid. Right, and it right. mixes it up because there's hundreds of people that are just walking in. So like, and that's the thing, like figuring out how to be more of yourself, more mm-hmm. unique of yourself, of who you are, because everyone's unique. Every, every, the world is meant to be unique. I mean, walk into the park across the street. There are no two trees that look the same. It's supposed to be unique. You're supposed to stand out. But so many people like fit in this box and cut their hair and do this thing and sing this yeah. song. And I, there's a trend with headshots right now and the coloring and the colorful shirts and the things that are good. It's like fit, fit, fit. <laughs> and I'm like, you're not standing out. You got to stand out. That's what we want. That's what, and I'm not saying we as in like I'm a casting director. That's what the world wants. Yeah. Well, I mean, diversity. Exactly. Because we're, and I think that question that you asked was really important. How can I help today? How can I bring something to you that you're looking for today? And that's, that's our role as actors when we go into the room is to fulfill Mm -hmm. that. Now they may have their own cookie cutter as far as what it, you know, but at the same time, please, you need a certain, you got to be a certain height. Right, right. You got to be a certain height. You got to be a certain voice type, whatever it is. But at the same time, it's like, fine, fill that cookie cutter, but give them something extra. It's like, who doesn't like the extra little cookie dough left at the end? I love Give them the extra cookie dough. Well said. Give them the cookie dough. I mean, now I'm hungry for cookies. So now, now that's all I want. But before we do that, so... What is it that keeps you going then? What is it? Why are you still here in this business? Okay, you know, you you even said yourself that the DCL, the Disney Cruise Line, second contract, maybe isn't what you really wanted. So then what kept you going once you were done with that? So let's see. I got back to the city. I spent two months in the Philippines. And I... it. That trip alone just it made me realize how much I take for granted. One and two, how many of Americans are just negative, upset, or angry? I was. (laughs) Did you see it there in in the Philippines? No, everyone's so much happier over there. Uh, Ah, less. The less you have, the happier you are. You know, I mean, that's kind of in a way that's that's kind of true. I had, you know, when I lived up there and I had to walk the thing to the, you know, I was happier than laying in bed, giving myself all sorts of stories on why I can't take an elevator downstairs. I mean, it's like, what are you, what? It's just less is more. And so that, that opened, that opened my eyes. And I had this realization of like, okay, I don't just want to work for other people. I don't think that's necessary. I mean, I don't, I do a good job at it. You know, I'll take direction well. I at the same time feel that I need to have my own enterprises or my own projects or whatever you want to call it, whatever word you want to put on them. And so I went about discovering what they were, what they are. And so, because, and I had this also realization that I was like, oh, okay. So people, people who stand out in entertainment, so to speak, they've all done 
something new. They've originated some new role. They've written some new piece of theater. They've written some new film. They've directed a new size of a budget of a film, or they've produced something everyone said was way off the beaten path. They've disrupted the industry, right? so to speak. So I was like, well, okay, that's probably a route that I'm going to need to take if I want to get to where I want to be of this decreasing fear, increasing gratitude for tons of people. And I knew, you know, I'm not a Tony Robbins, you know, I'm not like a, I'm not a motivational speaker. I don't consider, I wouldn't, I wouldn't charge money to stand up and motivationally speak to people. So I was like, that's not what it's going to be. And then I was like, well, let's see if it can actually be specific to entertainment because I still want to perform. You know, I think, you know, you have that one thing, it's like, find the one thing you're good at and like work at it right. because no one else can do it as well as you can do it. And I do believe that is singing for me. But then at the same time, I'm like, well, there's a lot of other people who can sing. Well, well, okay. So then I started, and this is the other thing. And I encourage a lot of people to do this. Read, read. There are so many good books. There are so many good, and I could just start listing them or we'll list them at the end if people want to write them down. There are just so many good books on, on helping find out what you want to do on ways to communicate with other humans. That's like a huge thing that's lacking. The fact that the government was shut down for so long blows my ever living mind. And you notice it got reopened and it was in very small print saying a negotiator helped open the government. If you go back and look at the conversation, there was a negotiator. I don't know who the title was, a bipartisan negotiator, whatever the negotiator was, but it was a negotiator. And I'm like, wonder who that person was. Right, Because right. they could play to both people's um, egos or what they feel. Because, and, you know, and I have my own feels on that. We all have our own views on that. But there's a stubbornness that comes when you just say, no, I'm not going to agree with you on anything. Right. And that's and, a negotiating. It, so that's yeah. a whole separate thing. So all of this stuff started fascinating me. This was well before the government shut down. But the whole commu human communication was fascinating me. And I was like, all right, let me do some reading on that. And I was writing these letters like we we're talking about, you know, like, let me pick your brain, let me buy you coffee, et cetera, et cetera. And I wasn't getting a lot of yeses. And I was like, well, okay, if I have a podcast, I'll have a reason to speak to people. And this actually came to me by way of a friend. He's a producer at Good Morning America, the weekend edition. He was like, you should have a podcast. They're trending. People do them. People love to talk. Never underestimate the value of someone wanting to talk about themselves. This and is very true, especially in entertainment. Yeah. And he was like, start it. You know, so I started doing that. And then as a result, I'm doing that. And I'm speaking to people on television. I'm like, oh, maybe I'm going to create a reality TV show. I'm talking to people in film. You know, why don't I just start writing a film? Because once the floodgate goes down of all those like, but I can't do it, but it's not possible, but I'm not meant to. It's that same, well, if you believe that is true, yeah. you aren't meant to. Well, and, and well, you are. Right. And for me, I don't know if this was the same for you, but once I started the podcast, then those other ideas started coming. Though they, I, oh I, yeah, I, I now have Rapid like fire. three other podcasts that I would like to start. And yeah. like, well, maybe I could do that. Oh, maybe I could talk about that. And so, and at the same time, I now devote so much time and energy to this podcast. Sometimes it gets in the way of other things. So I'll totally admit that I'm not great at time management, but also I devote so much time to it because I thoroughly enjoy it. I found something that I didn't know that I loved. It's it's coming to this large sphere of things that I'm not I'm not really great at marketing. I'm not like Mr. Tech know-how, even though I know a little bit, but these were never gifts of mine, but I'm pouring myself into them and enjoying my process along the way. How are you getting better at time management? What, for me, I figured out what I need to do, and I'm still not perfect at it, but 
I think my best strategy is less is more. Like, for example, for a long time, I was so worried about figuring out what to post on Twitter, on Instagram, how best to promote each episode and figuring out different ways. And I was like going through all these different steps and processes, and then five people would like it. I'm like, okay, well, well I'm, I'm devoting too much energy to things that aren't being seen. So I try to scale back and just simply think, okay, what is my podcast about? What do I want to share? What is the news, the information, the inspiration that I want to share? And once I got down to the core of why I'll never make it, what's holding me back, what do I want to be doing, and how can I achieve that? Once I started answering those just basic questions, then that informed the kind of post that I want to give, the kind of guests that I want to have on the show. And so that started to simplify. And then I started to cut out a lot of the other work that I was doing. And it, for me, that freed up more of my time. Editing is still its own thing when it comes to you know, editing the audio for these things. But as far as the, the posting and engagement on social media, it was doing less and focused. Mm. What, have, what have you found with your own? And, and this is actually a great time to talk about your podcast and what it is. Okay, so I have a little ditty called Entertainment X, where I get to the soul and drive of top performers in the entertainment industry. And there's the elevator pitch. That's it. <laughs> uh, adding on to that, we talk about books, movies, quotes, life paths, struggles, anything and everything that keeps them moving forward and inspired. The conversations are about an hour in length. Um, I don't, you were telling me you edit your conversations a bit, you know, to cut out the ums and ahs. I don't even do that. <laughs> you just like lay it down. I slap it on out. that intro and I pop it on out, but they, it's been very interesting because I, you know, start with the community I know Broadway and I've had a bunch of that, you know, it's been very Broadway oriented, but now I'm working with, you know, publishers of magazines and, uh, Phil O'Brien, West 42nd street magazine, a great publication, Hell's Kitchen, um, to people who are like international programmers for MTV and how they work with, uh, Warsaw Shore, the spinoff of Jersey Shore and other parts of this world. And who knew Poland Shore. needed their own version of Jersey Shore? There's a, like eight other versions floating around the that world. That is crazy. And and then, and then speaking to like producers or songwriters, you know, I spoke with uh, Wayne Kirkpatrick. We were talking about him from Something Rotten, the guy yeah, who wrote yeah, the Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wayne he, Kirkpatrick, see, I knew him back in the day when Amy Grant was big because he, yeah. he he produced and wrote a lot of her stuff. Yeah. And so then when I found out that he got into the musical world yeah. writing Something Rotten, I was like, wait, what? Yeah. So, and Something Rotten, if you, if you get a chance, I don't know if it's still out on tour. It's but, on tour right now, yeah. Uh, it, it is something to see if you haven't seen it's gonna it. It's going to be on Long Island in March. So anyone who doesn't want to oh, go too coming. far, yeah, there I'll be go. there. Um, anyway, so, and but I'm starting to talk to these guys and I'm like, oh my God, there's so much more that I can be doing. You know, like the, 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 ceilings, the caps that we put on ourselves of what we're capable of are started in school when you're told to sit in a row and be obedient and raise your hand and all this stuff. But if you're going to go into a creative space or creative genre, you need to, you can't wait for permission Yeah, on life. You can't wait for permission. So that's, I tap into that with the, with my interviews, interviewees, the conversations we have. Yeah, Stitcher, Google Play, iHeartRadio, yeah. uh, pod, Apple Podcasts, it's on oh. all of them, Entertainment X. And we're actually celebrating one year, February 5th. And you know what's really funny? And I encourage all performers to do this. Create. 
create, 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 create that dance piece, create that song piece, go write something, create, because there's not enough good content out there. There's not enough. There's, there's good stuff, but there could always be more thoughtful, good content that makes someone feel good about themselves or affirms someone's emotions that they're yeah. going through. There can always be more of that. And if you're waiting to audition, jot down some stuff on a notebook, which is how all of this started for me. I was just sitting there and I was like, I am wasting a full day waiting to get seen. What else can I do? Because life is short. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Good. Your turn. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I, th- I think I think it's so interesting that that you brought that up because. So you mentioned creating good content, and I think that that's so important to not see life as this this pie that we can only fill, and once the pie is filled, then we're done. No, there are thousands of pies to be made, and thousands of ways that we can better. Th- not just ourselves and the community around us, but we can really outreach, whether it's on YouTube, whether it's podcasts like this. I mean, it's so interesting to think about 20 years ago, whenever basically it was the three networks, there was some cable being done, and that that was our source of entertainment. Obviously, movies have always been there. But then YouTube came along, and now TV's still big, and people love their, you know, their TV shows and whatnot, but now there's podcasts. Now there's YouTube. There's people on YouTube making millions of dollars sitting at home in front of their couch recording themselves talking about what they did that day or playing a video game and showing other people what they did. Millions of dollars being made for people doing something that no one would have thought of 20 years ago or people just didn't know existed. So there's not just one pie. There's so many different ways that we can fill the landscape and I think this goes not just for entertainment, but I think any life venture, because there's like volunteering opportunities, you know, like a Habitat for Humanity, or if you want to join the Peace Corps, or, I mean, there's so many things out there of affecting the world and for good yeah. and fulfilling not only our own souls, which I think is so important. It's not a selfish thing. I think if you feel good about what you're doing, you'll want to do more of it. And the more we oh, do yeah. good for ourselves, the more we want to do good for others. And, and it's, it's a cyclical effect that, you know, just it, it, it makes our life and ultimately the lives of other people around us better. And a word to the wise, if you're going to decide to create something, don't, don't just create something to have something to perform. Find out what you're dealing with emotionally and realize other people are dealing with that and then create something that can help that feeling or find out what a group of people are suffering from and how can you bring joy to them in whatever facet that is. But if you have the creation come from this core of this is how I can help other people overcome X, it's going to take off much quicker than if it's just like, I want to be famous. I want people to look at me, look at me, look at me. If you're operating from there, people are going to smell through it. And now it's so, it's so, so trendy to talk about your feelings and your emotions. It's becoming so trendy. It's not so trendy, not as trendy as working out yet, but it's (laughs) so trendy. Like the physical take care of yourself as a part of the emotional, but people, you see it, they have an Instagram post and then there's three paragraphs underneath it about how they overcame X. And you can tell by line two or three, if they're just putting it out there to get a like, or if it's actually genuine. 
And if you're actually operating from this genuine place of how can I serve someone else? How can I really help someone else? I think that's something that I People figured will smell out. it. Yeah. In a good way, not a bad way. And that's something that I figured out doing this podcast. Yes, I started this podcast with, with one goal in mind, you know, and had the co-host originally. And now, and now that it's my own entity, I'm kind of figuring things out. But one thing that I learned was I started sharing what was actually going on stuff that I was actually thinking and being motivated by rather than stuff to just generate buzz, you know? Uh And so once I started talking about myself and my experience, about why I think I'll never make it, about why I'm still here, but once it became, I mean, that, that word I has been in my title from the beginning, and yet I was rarely using the word I when I would talk about the experiences. It was mostly we, or, you know, you need to think about this. And once it became personal, then I think other people realize, oh, I do that too, or I think that. Agreed. <laughs> you're a man of no, few it's, words. it's well said. It's well said. I mean, you know, there's not too much to add to that. I think you're, yes, I agree with you. So what is on the horizon then for Mr. Clayton Howe? Wow, that's a question. How about that? Um, you know what's so funny is like I, I was talking about everything so openly and then I linked up with entertainment lawyers and they scared the shit out of me <laughs> that I was sharing too much. Like you need to. So here's In the idea. Way. Here's the idea. Okay. You have an idea on a project you want to work on and, and a lot of people have ideas, but they don't want to share them because they don't want them to get stolen. Well, an idea is worthless. A creation carries a lot of worth. So I have the idea of this podcast that talks about X to serve blah. Great. Means nothing unless you actually have something tangibly created. And I started to realize, oh, well, I could talk about, you know, the TV show I'm working on, the film I'm working on, but it's an idea. Share the idea, get feedback from those that I trust, you know, close friends, people who are willing to actually assist me in it uh, completely off the record, and then actually create the idea. So with linking up with the, linking up with the entertainment lawyers, I was like, oh, n- what to what degree can I talk about what I want to work on without getting in trouble? You know, because there's like it, the ugly side of entertainment's like all the law stuff. And I'm learning that too. Like there's a lot, and I was reading about it with like um, To Kill a Mockingbird. I don't think it's going on tour to the West End or something because of the Harper Lee estate. Yeah, yeah, the whole legal to, issue. I mean, just getting to Broadway, it was like, from what I understand, it was like hours away yeah, from like shutting nothing, down production. Yeah. And, and then they a, finally came to an agreement. Yeah. And it was so beautifully done. Go see I, it. I have yet to see it. Go see I, it. I want to see it. Really, a really great adaptation of that, that work. Okay. Uh, but on the horizon, I'm, I'm seeing this, the creation that I have of my podcast growing almost, it feels like exponentially. If, you know, and I, and I always tell myself, I'm going to keep doing it until I feel like I'm forcing it. <laughs> and the second, cause that's another saying, it's like, don't force it, whatever it is, don't force it. Like those auditions downtown, just not going to force it. So I stopped going to them for a bit. And then one of the guests I had on the podcast asked me to audition for a show. And that was the last show I did out on Long Island. Awesome. You know, I mean, I got the job because I did the audition, but I wouldn't have even gotten in the room if someone didn't ask me to show up. Right. You know? Right. So, so that's like, so I'm like, oh, well, you know, there's another, you know, opportunity that I have with chatting with people, connecting people. That's another huge thing that's coming. I've had people listen to the show and they'll say to me, uh, okay, so one friend listened to an episode with Eric Woodall 
Casting director. Right, casting director. I didn't realize how much they had in common with North Carolina. Reached out to him. And I don't know if he got an, an appointment to audition for something or if they just reconnected, et cetera, et cetera. But that's the whole point is to connect people because people are your best resources or resource. So I'm looking to meet with like, I'm, I'm looking to connect with as many people as I can to help them and for them to help me. And, and I offer that to anyone listening. If there's something that you think I can do to help you in some way, like reach out, ask me, I'll, you know, and if I don't know that I can do it, I'll try and introduce you to someone who can, because that's the whole, th- I mean, that's all it is, is people helping people to get to where you want to be. You can't really do anything on your own. Oh, you oh. really can't. Oh, oh, absolutely. And that's something that I've tried to do, especially with this new year, is that I'm inviting uh, listeners all of you listening, I'm inviting them to, to, to be a part of the show. Do you want to contribute to the blog? Do you want to, you know, there's a place on my website where you can click a button and leave a 90-second message. What are you going through? What, oh, what, cool. what, what have you gotten out of the podcast? What, what is it that's holding you back? Why are you still, you know, all the questions that I ask here, having listeners answer those same questions, and then I can put them on the podcast. Or maybe they want to be a guest themselves. It's stuff like that, that once you start connecting with other people, you realize, number one, you're not alone. And I think that's so important to realize that, that we're not in our own bubble, that we're not this like isolated, no one wants me, why am I not getting work, I'm alone. To realize, hey, other people are struggling, but also other people are succeeding. And I can either be in one of those camps. How can I go from struggling to succeeding? Agreed. Agreed. <laughs> <laughs> I'm teasing. I'm teasing. Uh, yes, yes, yes. And the question about the horizon, that's something I'm actually struggling with because I don't think I actually really answered that specifically enough for my liking. Uh, that's something I'm struggling with because I had all these great ideas. I thought they were great ideas. I created them. And now I'm getting to a certain point of meeting people that I'm like, okay, I need to reevaluate what I really want out of life. You know what I mean? Like where, what sort of life, and in this, it gets specific. I have to get really specific on, well, where do I see myself heading in life? And I think that's holding me back right now from taking that next step in any direction because I have not actually got come to terms with myself on like, what, what do I really want out of life, you know, cause you can say some, some might say on the surface, like, well, you know, I want a lot of money, but you don't really want a lot of money. You want the feeling money gives you the, the you opportunity that, that it yeah, brings. It brings you opportunity. You can be with whomever you want, wherever you want, whenever you want. That's a lot of opportunity. You know, if you can fly to X or rent a car to go to, you know, Y or wherever you want to go. So I'm like, tr- now I'm having this conversation with myself of, okay, what do I really want out of life? Sure, I'd love to be on Broadway. Sure, I'd love to be in films. Sure, I'd love the podcast to have millions of listeners. Sure. But that is not an answer. I mean, that's not specific. That and it's almost like to and for myself, and I only speak for myself, it that to say that on the surface feels contrived. It feels ingenuine. And it's not it's not real. And that's where I keep coming back to that original thought, which I said of helping other people you know, increase gratitude, decrease fear, helping other people realize emotions and what they mean, because there's so much change that can happen from entertainment. A theater, a show on Broadway can literally change the world. And so I'm, I'm having that thought now. Okay. So what do I want to do it in what, which medium in what way? So to answer your horizon question, who knows? 
We shall see. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. It's yeah. A, it's a, it's an open book. But I, yeah, keep asking. It's a questions. chapter that has yet to be written, kind of yeah. thing. Yeah, it's an exciting chapter, though. And and it's it's interesting to think about the ways that the art that we create can affect people, and that's part of the reason why I created the Spotlight series, the bonus episodes that I have, where I talk with people who are using the arts in a way to to, to affect the lives of of the youth. Or I just had an episode where, where this woman created this organization to use the arts to help those who are incarcerated. I mean, it's like wow. th- th- there, there are things that people are doing that in, in, in ways that are so altruistic, that are so helpful and others-oriented, that it's, it's a reminder that there's so much more that we can do with our art than just booking that job. And I think it's important that we see this creative venture that we're in of entertainment and all that that means, you know, in big, bold letters, that there's so much more that it can be used for than just entertainment. Oh, my God, so much more. Yeah. So, so much more. Well, you know what? I am so glad that you came on. I think, if anything, this episode has inspired people, hey... Maybe I can do a podcast as well. There's going to be hundreds more podcasts that we've spurred from this the episode. The medium is still new. It, 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 it is really is. still brand spanking new. It's something like 70% of the U.S. population has never even listened to a podcast. So yeah. it's still like there's so many different people out there who have no idea what this podcast world is. And so, yeah, why not... You can be that person who gets that 73% to start listening to podcasts. I'm certainly trying to be one of those people. Yeah. And it sounds like that you are, you're creating your own little niche with Entertainment X as well. Yeah. Branding and creation of new markets could be a separate conversation. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah, but, another hour to well, no, well, break I mean, that down. Well, yeah. Well, that's why I had Tony Howell on who talked a lot about uh, branding. Tony earlier. Howell. Yeah. Um, gorgeously shiny, bald-headed man. That's the one. He was in P.S. Kitchen, sitting upstairs, doing some work in their like remote space, and I was finishing it up, finishing up an interview with Peter Gaffney. He's head of um, programming, etc. For MTV. Okay. And Tony came over and asked me what I was doing. You know what podcast was about, and we chatted, and we connected on Facebook. And became friends. He's a really nice guy. So that's Great hilarious guy. that you just said that because I only reason I know him is because he spoke to me at PS Kitchen on 48th Street next to Long Acre Theater <laughs> after I'd finished one of my interviews. Yeah. How funny is that? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, now you can go back and listen to his episode. I'm gonna. I yeah. didn't know I didn't know you two knew each other. That's no. cool. All right. Well, thank you again so much, Clayton, for joining. I mean, you've given me a lot to think about because it's really kind of spurred me on to continue to dig deeper as far as like, not just why I'm performing or why I'm doing this podcast, but what it is that I want to to do. What is the impact that I want to have? And I think that's something that we all can learn from. It's insane how much we go through life almost on autopilot. And I didn't realize that until about a year ago. And I was like, holy crap, what am I doing? What am, like, what's it all for? You know what I mean? And I'm not saying that like we're going to find the answer to the universe and, you know, blah, 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 blah. But like you have an unlimited power inside of you to actually make a change that's positive on the planet before you leave. And that is so, so powerful and so important.
Yeah. And like, hey, no, like, please, if you want to work on cruise line and do that, like, you're making a change. There are kids that are on that boat. So you will make a change in whatever you do. And I bring up the cruise line because we started the conversation around that. But even if it's just like, yeah, I want to be in films to be in films, you're going to make a change to someone sitting in that theater. So there is change you can make, even if it's just for that. But realizing, oh, that's what it's for can add so much more power and gusto and thrust to your career and your, your path in life. And other people will see it. Absolutely. You can, you can smell it when something feels sh shifty and shady. You can smell it when something feels genuine. You can just tell you can, it's your gut. It's the thing you can't even describe. I don't know why I just decided not to go down that dark alley. Why? I just, there's something inside of me told me not to, you know? So I'm a huge proponent of all of that. Thank you for letting me talk about it. Absolutely. I really as, appreciate it. As a, a wiser man once said, the journey of a thousand steps begins with one step. And so hopefully this podcast is a, yes. is a, a one step on that journey that we're all taking. I thought you were going to start this by saying, look for the bare necessities of life. <laughs> <laughs> as a wise bear once said. As a wise bear once told Mowgli. <laughs> oh, Lord. Anyway, yours is uh, much better. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Clayton. To learn more about Clayton, go to the website, winmepodcast.com. There you can click on episode 32, and you'll see all the details and links that we talked about today. Also on the website, you'll find a link to help support my efforts in producing this weekly podcast through your generous donations. More importantly, if you enjoy listening to these stories and interviews as much as I love being a part of them, then please share this podcast with those who you think would enjoy and benefit from these conversations. As always, thank you for joining me and Clayton today. Don't miss a single episode by subscribing on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcast app. I'm Patrick Oliver-Jones, and I'll see you next time on Why I'll Never Make It. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot -E 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 org because only together we rise.